0: He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Wednesday, the midweek edition of the Best Stocks Now show with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. We'll be talking a little bit about Jerome Powell's testimony yesterday before Congress uh, because it was about a, a, a five or six on the Richter scale, I would say, uh, its impact on the market. And uh the market is looking forward to his testimony again today, but it's pretty quiet. The Dow right now is down 34 points. The Dow is at 32,822. The Dow remains in a number three sideways trend, okay? It had an uptrend. It created its golden uh, cross, and now it has kind of mellowed out and has just been kind of consolidating its gains here. Uh, over the last uh, month or so the uh, s&p is basically flat right now it's at 3985 uh the nasdaq is uh, is down 17 right now although it's, there's some chip stocks that are uh, positive here today the nasdaq's at 11519 uh the small caps are flat crude oils down 83 cents it got whacked yesterday what does that mean? Seventy-six, seventy-five, and the ten-year is at three point nine one percent today. So, welcome to today's the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only money management firm, and we're here with the Barry Kite, our uh, chartered financial analyst. And uh, before we get into today's action, we must talk about yesterday's action. It all began yesterday, about right when we were beginning the show. show. And the news came out that uh, in his prepared testimony uh, before Congress saying that uh, inflation is not cooling off as fast as we would want it to, uh, in, or uh, inflationary pressures are running higher than expected. Okay, so we can all take that to the next step, uh, which would be uh, we're going to have to keep interest rates elevated uh, for a little bit longer. We may have to go a little bit higher uh, than we anticipated. And you know, the market was resilient for uh, several hours actually, but it seemed like the more he talked, the more the market uh, sank. And by the end of the day. Uh, The Dow was down 575 points. That's one major big story from yesterday. But the Dow is not in a downtrend. The Dow has not broken support. This is not last year's Dow. Uh, The Dow remains in a sideways trend right now. The other big takeaway from yesterday, the inversion of the yield curve. We closed the day at 106 Basis points with the five year or the two year closed yesterday at 5.04%. You can get five percent on a two year treasury note right now, and uh, by contrast, this is crazy. The 10 year is 3.98%, it's down to 3.92% today.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned in your note what is the, the biggest uh, you know, biggest gap, uh, biggest inversion since what 1981? So
0: yes, so there's obviously a lot of opinions on the market. Uh, everybody seems to have a different one right now, but there's certainly a camp, uh, mostly the bond market, I suppose, uh, that sees a hard landing. And I would say the other uh, place this is showing up is in oil prices. Uh, oil dropped considerably yesterday it was down $3 per barrel down another 75 cents today and uh a lot of people are interpreting that uh to say that uh, it's going to be a hard landing of course the bond market's been saying that for quite some time and, and they're the uh,
1: most pessimistic in, uh you know in in, in general <laughs> they're the, the Morgan market. Stanley of the world yeah, yeah. the bond market and, uh, you know, just in, in general is, is always uh, uh, kind of leaning leaning more towards the economist and dismal science uh, part. And that's what I thought was interesting in the testimony, what the uh, uh, the little, you know, the back and forth with uh, Elizabeth Warren yesterday was, you know, you're going to put two million people out of work, which is by design. I mean, that's why economics is referred to as the dismal science, because it, I mean, it didn't, I mean, you know, stimulating and, and cooling off the economy, right, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, is is either adding jobs and or subtracting jobs.
0: Yeah, and the economy kind of does it on its own, really. I mean, if a company's bottom line starts to get squeezed and uh, they've got to do things to, uh, you know, maintain a bottom line so that they can stay in business and invest and whatnot, so there's always natural attrition going on. And, of course, during real good times when there's strong demand, they're hiring uh, so the a lot of it is just natural uh, attrition and uh, accumulation of labor. But the bond market and, uh, you know, the economic reports that are coming out seem to be at odds with each other because the jobs reports we've been seeing, we get another one today, and they're strong. They're too strong, okay? That's the problem. So, you know, the bond market is looking ahead and saying, well, he's going to have to raise rates until he really cools off the jobs market and the economy, which probably, you know, they're thinking he'll have to go into a recession, put the economy into a recession like Volcker did. But this is nowhere near the inflation uh, that we had. I mean, it kind of peaked several months ago, and it's been slowly uh, moving downwards, disinflation. Whereas that inflation back in the 1981 and the mid-90s, I mean, there was no cooling that off. It was runaway. And Volcker had to put the economy into recession uh, to finally get it under control. I don't see that this time myself. But suffice it to say that Powell's uh, testimony yesterday, the the key takeaway, inflationary pressures are running higher than expected. In other words, the economy... Is doing better than expected, and you know. Given the a key phrase, I
1: think, in the whole, you know, in the whole you know, during the whole thing. I think we mentioned, you know, one of his first uh, kind of uh, quotes, as in, in the prepared remarks, as we were on the show yesterday. And yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, uh, basically the inflationary pressures that they, you know, the you know, the numbers since their last meeting, right, has uh, has gone. You know, has the inflationary pressures have kind of uh, been a little bit uh, higher than they expected, and essentially uh, just meaning that. You know, you are going to have uh, we're going to you know, some more rate you know, rate hikes, which we expected. It just depends on how uh, long that you know, say, terminal rate uh, remains. And you had a, I think, a thirty percent. This is the interesting thing: thirty percent chance of a fifty basis point hike uh, for the March meeting uh, before he spoke. And then this morning, right after, you know, one day of. Of testimony, of course, we've got to go through today as well, 67%
0: chance of a 50 basis point, or the market's pricing. Yeah, which surprises me, you know. I didn't think we would see any more 50 basis point hikes. Now, we haven't seen one yet, uh, but uh, the bond market, uh, I know at the end of the day, it was like 50% it rose mm -hmm. to. I guess today, you're saying it rose to 67% and then okay. a 30
1: and also I think it's about a 30% chance now of a pretty possibly a 50% hike or 50 basis point
0: hike uh, at the meeting after that. So. Yes, another 1%. That's yeah. a lot. Well, okay. So anyways, the market is cool today right now, waiting uh for his I can't imagine you say much more today other than reiterate what he already said yesterday. But so the big big takeaways, you know, uh, you had a 570, not not in earnings, it wasn't due to earnings, it was multiple expansion, I would call it, P.E. contraction, and, uh, you know, the market getting ahead of maybe a possible uh, recession, which it's, which it's been wrong about now for quite some time. This is the most highly anticipated recession of all time, and there's, still absolutely no signs of a recession the nasdaq was down 145 yesterday there were some chip stocks that were up amd bucked the trend uh, amd had had a pretty good day i mean just to even uh, finish positive was pretty good and nvidia was positive most of the day right till the very end but the big victims yesterday the dow Uh, growth stocks i guess gold really got clobbered yesterday because the dollar spiked yesterday so uh you know the gold investors continue to be on the wrong side of that trade uh with the strong dollar and the other big victim was oil and i'm reading today that it's a combination of china not exactly coming back as strong as expected after they took away their COVID restrictions, and now fear again, or continued fear, of a recession. All right, there's a lot to talk about here today. A lot of individual companies in the news, too. This is Bill Gunnarsson and Barry Height. Back to the uh, second quarter of today's best stocks. Now, show Dow down 114 right now. Nasdaq uh, down 23. Small caps up a little bit. Well, Deutsche Bank raised their terminal rate to 5.62. That's what they think they'll have to go to. That's five and five eighths. Uh, And we're currently at four and three quarters. They say that all previous occasions when the uh, two-year versus the 10-year has been more than a 100 basis points inverted, which it hit yesterday, uh, a recession has either been underway or has occurred within a maximum of eight months. Well, you know, I've been hearing that for a long time now, that, uh, how long has the yield curve has been inverted for a long, long time? Uh, yeah, not and yeah. I mean, it's been what I think
1: inverted. I want to say it inverted probably. Early, I mean, I, would, I think it was October. inverted. Er, you know, early, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say it was already inverted by twenty beginning of twenty twenty two. So yeah, um, it was. You're right. And, okay. and normally, when the you know normally you know when when it inverts, if you know if there's going to be a recession, it's usually you know twelve to eighteen months from that particular point in time. And so we're. Getting closer, I guess, to that, but they just said six or eight months in their in in, in their analysis when it's over a hundred basis points wide, right? But um, you know, it's, well, it's still it's hard to look at the JOLTS data and the ADP employment today, and we'll get jobs, uh, the, you know, the, the real jobs number later on this uh, this week, and it's hard to have a deep recession or a recession when you've pretty much uh, you know uh, above full employment.
0: Exactly. So, well, you know, and then you get, uh, well, you're, yeah, the ADP jobs report came in at 240,000. Uh, it was expected to be 200,000. So that means Friday we'll get the, uh, the, uh, U.S. uh, jobs report. And if it comes in hot, well, you know what that will mean. I would think it <laughs> would yeah and and we've highlighted some of the differences and
1: in, in you know the ADP number hasn't really been a very good indicator of no. the of the you know overall uh, you know the, the the you know full non-farm payroll as of late but i mean you know you, if you just look at the ADP employment report i mean it was 119,000 um you know last month and it's 242 this month so that's a that's a big still a pretty yes. strong jump
0: that's so. a strong jump okay now Uh, So, that yeah, that's the major one. Now, Powell is speaking again right now, and the market has trickled down a little bit since he started speaking. I can just say that. Okay, now, uh, like I said, that's the deepest inversion since 1981. I can't remember 100 points. Uh, I can remember the the two-year did go over 5%. Uh, back in 2009 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you can get uh, 5% now on two-year Treasury notes. Okay, now uh, you've got another analyst out there. Uh, Great Hill Capital's Thomas Hay said that his testimony was not as bearish as the market thinks. In fact, he called it a knee-jerk reaction. I said that yesterday. I called it shoot from the hip. That's what the market loves to do, you know, just run for the phone, run for the computer, sell everything because of a couple of words he said. Uh, But uh, I've also read a lot of people that, you know, wait for things to settle down a little bit. I always say let the dust settle a little bit. Uh, But the odds obviously have increased. Uh, for It was 10% <laughs> chance just a few months ago. And now it's, it's like you say, it's 71 of what I'm reading here, chance yeah. of a 50 basis point hike. Okay, yesterday AMD bucked the trend. Let me just check in on AMD. It was up. It's having another, oh, man, that's a great day. And that's one of our biggest holdings. AMD is up 2.7% today. Let's check in on NVIDIA. NVIDIA is up 2.7%. I think we might be positive for the day. I haven't looked yet. We were... Just about even when the market I'm started
1: what, yeah i 'm trying to see what news is actually moving the chip names I know Qual, I think Qualcomm raised their dividend that 's the only other you know that 's kind of the only really the only chip news that i that i've that i 've seen <coughs> and I think they raised their dividend by seven seven percent but yeah, um, other than that does it uh, I don't a lot of tech that.
0: stocks actually look pretty good here right now, so i 'm sticking with my plan i 'm not changing nothing I, The last thing I sent out yesterday was we still have our same. Uh, target price for the s&p 500 the only thing that if you were going to change something you might bring in the multiple like a half a point or something but i i don't think that's necessary yet okay gold like i say got clobbered yesterday uh the the dollar really took off yesterday u.s to relax covid testing requirements for travelers from china Well, you got to worry about that a little bit. Let's hope they're not going to bring it to America, uh, like happened last time. I believe it began in Seattle. uh, Was the first case coming to America from China, and then from there, you know, was it yeah L.A. You remember? I think there, what you had some cases in California, and then you
1: had that cruise ship that was stuck off the coast forever, right? Uh, I think on on the Pacific side, if I'm not mistaken. But
0: they seem to be, uh, you know, kind of getting back to normal there in China. It's not showing up yet. I mean, the, the steel stocks have sold off this past week. The commodity stocks have had a rough week, and that's mostly on numbers coming out of China. The eurozone economy stalls in Q4. There was no growth whatsoever. And I think a lot of that was probably their fuel costs and their inflation numbers, so... They're not in recession, but they've had their first quarter of no growth. Where is the 30-year mortgage right now? Almost unbelievably, 6.79% Yeah, it touched up over 7, I think,
1: towards the beginning of last week, which was, I don't think it's, I think it was the first, I forget what, how long it had been, but yeah, it was like, I think it was above 7 for two days in a row, That's
0: I'm surprised that, I mean, there's any housing activity at all, but, you know, we've been watching the home building stocks. They continue to hold up really well. I saw the banks got clobbered yesterday. I'm not sure why, but they were also one of the victims of uh, his words yesterday. Uh, We also had Janet Yellen speaking yesterday, our Treasury Secretary, and uh, her worry is climate change for the financial system. Okay, I'm just quoting her. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Tuesday warned that not only can climate change reduce asset values, but it can also shock the country's financial system. She said, as climate change intensifies, natural disasters and warming temperatures can lead to declines in asset values that could cascade through the financial system. So that's what our Treasury Secretary is worried about. Baker Hughes, here's that one that you were talking about yeah. where they're going to turn around, they're going to direct capture carbon dioxide, and then they're going to make a synthetic fuel from it. Will it get me out to the reef to go fishing? I don't keep, know. It'll keep your Will combustible it be engine cheaper? around. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> if it'll give me out to the reef, I'm okay. Fill her up. Okay, when we come back, Warren Buffett making another big buy. What's he buying this time? This is Bill Gunderson and Barry Kite. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to gunnersoncapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show, there's definitely, wow, look at that, the NASDAQ is now up 40, and uh, (coughs) we're up, not just a little, we're up quite a bit on a relative basis, because uh, the action is in the chips, the action's in the chips, and uh, the networking, and uh, in the software stocks. Right now, they seem to not be too worried. Like yesterday, I looked at it, and, you know, a lot of them were actually up a little bit when the Dow. That's where that looking underneath the surface comes in. You look at the surface, and the Dow's down 570. The yield curve's inverted by over 100 points. And you look at a lot of individual stocks, and you say, gosh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't seem to care at all about what pal is saying. So you know you always have to look underneath the surface. I, I learn more from looking at uh a lot of individual stocks during the day than I do by just looking at the index, obviously. Uh and so that's why I put in all of that uh that work.
1: Yeah, okay. And the good news:
0: the prepared statement's the same. So, okay. So
1: he's going to be saying the same thing at the beginning. Of course, the the real question will be in in the Q and A part of the uh, t- today's fireworks will come in the Q and A section. Will but, the yeah, market the do the same. the same? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay. Well, Warren Buffett continues to buy Occidental Petroleum. O X Y. He's resumed his purchase of OXY. He now owns 22% of the company. So, I'm, you know, Warren Buffett obviously sees the need for uh, fossil fuels uh, into the future. And uh, that really has been his biggest purchase that he's been making uh, lately. Uh, it's not my favorite uh, <laughs> oil and gas stock. Uh, Let me just see what my valuation has on Occidental Petroleum here these days. I think it's about 75% upside potential. No, 90% upside potential. Uh, That's according to the Best Stocks Now app and the valuation formulas that uh, are embedded in it. Uh, I have Occidental with 90% upside potential. Well, consider the P-E ratio is only 7 Right now, it's not the fastest uh, grower out there, but it has been lately. And uh, the dividend yield is 1.2%. So you could do a whole lot worse uh, than buying OXY, Occidental Petroleum. Exxon is basically stepping back from Europe. You know, you think it's hard to get a permit in the United States. (laughs) Right. Europe is off the charts. They have a quota uh, of how much uh, oil can be taken out of the ground. Uh, And ExxonMobil, what really drove them out was the new windfall profits taxes. Yeah, Nate. I mean that CEO really gave
1: them a really gave the ECB a pretty pretty stiff tongue lashing. At I'll the, say, uh, <laughs> put it lightly at the at, at the conference. You know, well, I think, I think I'm it's af- a conference down in Houston right now.
0: I'm afraid that that uh, you know mentality is here in America now, but they are going to step up their spending. In the U.S., the CEO of Exxon slammed Europe's windfall profit tax, saying. It drives away investment. Well, isn't Exxon like the biggest, one of the biggest oil companies in the world? Exxon has a market cap of half a trillion dollars. Did it drive them away? Yes, they're, they're pulling out of Europe. Uh, I'm afraid, though, that these countries are all in collusion one with another, and uh, the U.S. is going to make it as tough on Exxon uh, as uh, it was for them in Europe. So and then you had another one yesterday it was LNG he was warning he was shocked he said this is not going to end up well uh the lack of new pipelines like pipelines right oh my gosh okay uh, and here's another marathon oil a lot of these they are you know venturing out and buying some uh like Marathon is buying a 50% stake in LF bioenergy. They're trying to become more green, but uh, you know, you've also seen a lot of these oil companies go down that road. And then start to back out because it, it it's not really profitable. So, anyways, yeah. And Oxy, for example, they
1: they announced I think in the beginning of the towards the beginning of March that they you know a big, uh, big carbon capture hub in in Texas. So it's it's one of these things where Equinor was an example. Would be of course you know as a, as a European uh, uh, Norwegian company. Of course they've they've kind of been further on the forefront right of some of the carbon capture just because. The ECB made them do it, and so um, you're going to kind of see that. Uh, I would imagine um, across a lot of those uh, fossil fuel companies over time. The problem yep. is you've got execution risk, which is is a different you know it's a different business than they've
0: been in for a long time. Yep. Well, the current state of the bond market. I saw a couple today. I saw one that's really surprising. Texas Instruments, four point nine percent. That's going out uh, ten years. Now, okay, here's Mike, why would you buy a 4.9% when you can get a U.S. Treasury two years at 5%? well
1: reinvestment risk right so the thing is of course you know then once that once the US government gives you your two you know, your money back in two years right well of yes course, then now okay well what you know what's the what's the prevailing rate at that point right so that's that's you're exactly right it's kind of been you've seen a lot of bond folks talk about you know what's the difference between purchasing say five two year notes right sequentially uh, as they uh, as you need to reinvest them or a ten year note at four point nine percent and that's for that reason I think is why the you know that uh, sweet spot continues to be that three to five year time span.
0: Yes, that's where we've been buying, and we found another one that we've been buying this week. Yeah, five point eight four percent
1: on the uh, on the yield to worst on the uh, on the note yeah. yesterday. Yes, was pretty uh, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Five pretty point eight yeah. four. Now
0: uh, I saw one. I saw UPS a fifty year note. Did you see that? I, I think a, I heard I heard about 50 this one. Yeah, I see it, I about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, they, yeah, I won't say anything. The, the second coming may happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you've got, you know, for instance, there goes was, your note.
1: Yeah, I think it was Swiss note. Can't I think it was take a it Swiss with you. Note. I think it was a Swiss note a few years ago. Remember, they they, 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 they did the 100-year note or something, and I think that note, uh, I want to say that note's trading at like 40 or 45
0: cents or 60 cents wow. on the dollar now.
1: That, that's, yeah. what you call, that's what you call duration risk.
0: Yes, <laughs> Bed, Bath and Beyond receives an additional one hundred and thirty five million. Who would give them one hundred and thirty five more million to lose in proceeds from a prior equity offering? They're going to close uh one hundred and fifty more stores. How many they got left? As they continue to shrivel up, that's what I've always said. You want to buy flourishing. Flourishing companies, not companies that are that are drying up. Uh, you know, another one that's the strength of the consumer and the strength of the economy. Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday uh, broke out to the upside uh, to a new uh, all-time high. Uh, and uh, there's certainly no uh, lack of, uh, of, of demand there for coming from their consumers. Stock hits a new high. Dick Sporting Goods, and that was yesterday during the big sell-off in the market. Uh, they said they had a sizzling holiday quarter, a they sizzling did. They holiday did. Every, quarter.
1: Every time, I think we talked about it during Christmas season, Every with the with the boys being 16, 10, and 8. We, yeah, we you, were you in, spent some time at we Dick's Sporting Goods. We were in Sporting there Goods. fairly a few different times and a few different Dick Sporting Goods over Christmas, and it was, I'm talking... the pack most busiest place that i've seen in a long time you know consistently inside a sporting goods store so well
0: i you know i raised three children i can't tell you how many baseball bats mitts soccer balls uh you yeah, know blackstone uh,
1: grills now you have everything the, uh, with the, the the uh the fire pit thing like you know they've got solo stove they they have everything things even beyond uh sporting goods now oh That's
0: yeah fun. oh it's nice yeah and they got a f- good fishing uh they have a really good fishing yeah, tackle department okay crowd strike here's another one this is uh you know one of the best one of the best cybersecurity stocks, CRWD. My only issue, I really looked at it. I have it labeled as a top prospect, which not many stocks in my database have that current designation. But uh, the PE ratio is 81. It's always been elevated. It's yeah. always been a very expensive growth stock. Now you got to throw in one clunker. United Natural Foods... Hit by inflation. The stock is down 27%. They distribute natural organic groceries, produce, perishables, and other foods in the U.S. and Canada. Big, uh, big loser today. Okay, when we come back, there's actually quite a bit moving, especially in the NASDAQ today. We'll be right back. You gotta go you want you wanna do it, you and go and welcome back way here you to you the final to segment of today's best stocks now show. Well the Dow back down a hundred and uh, the NASDAQ down is er, up 11 but uh, there's definitely a lot of stocks bucking the trends here. Uh, today if we look at the Dow which uh, is down 97 points you know three stocks four stocks that I think are pretty good uh, bellwether indicators of the economy are bucking the trend Caterpillar is up 1.7 percent okay Caterpillar is an industrial I mean there's no question about it that it's reflective of the economy it seems like the stock market and the bond market don't agree uh, with uh, one another Uh, the stock market is definitely more bullish on the economy and the future for stocks and earnings uh, than the bond market is and like you say the bond market usually does lean uh, bearish okay Uh, Caterpillar is bucking the trend. DuPont, which would be another, uh, bellwether economy stock. Uh, it's, uh, approaching a new 52-week high. DuPont is up 1.1%. It's certainly not looking at a recession. Uh, Walgreens is up 7 tenths of 1%. It's the one that Gavin Newsom loves to hate, Governor Newsom because of their refusal to uh, distribute the abortion pill uh, and Apple last time I looked yeah it's up a half a percent today uh, Apple's had a pretty good week actually uh, uh, Apple uh, is up quite a bit over the last one two three four five days okay and then we turn over to the S&P 500 uh, where we've got, uh, it's basically flat, uh, but Piedmont Lithium is up 4%. AMD is a big winner today. Uh, it Well, it was up 3.8%. Now it's up 2.8%. That's a really good chart on AMD. What can I say? It's getting ready to make a, a golden cross. Uh, The last time I did a valuation on AMD just a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, I had it as 114% upside potential. That's at 23 times earnings, and uh, I had it as a top pick. Well, it's also one of our top holdings, AMD, which is having another good day today. And then you've got the LAM Research, which makes the equipment... For making chips, and that's also one of my favorite stocks at the current time, 84% upside potential. It's up 2.7% today. NVIDIA, which is probably the king of the chips right now, is pulled back a little, but NVIDIA is up 2.5%. Uh, I have it last time I looked at 104 percent upside potential. That beats Walmart, the 35 percent upside <laughs> potential or whatever it was. NXP, which at one time Qualcomm uh, tried to buy for the longest time, and eventually they, uh, I think the regulators didn't like it, and so they backed off. NXP is a pretty good chip stock, actually. <clears throat> it's out of the Netherlands. It's up 2.4% today. K-L-A-C, which is another... So it's the chips today. It's up 2.5%. Then you get into a networking stock, Arista, which is um, far superior to Cisco. Look at Arista today, breaking out to a new 52-week high. Uh, it's up 2.8%. That's A-N-E-T. Uh, I have it with a 103% upside potential. I'm finding most of the most upside potentials <laughs> in
1: these chips. You'll like what's moving Arista today. Uh, what? Uh, Goldman restarts coverage on networking. Oh, stocks. well, good. You I know, they, they're they did about. Apple a couple of days ago. Yeah,
0: they're about either five years late to the party or uh you know they buy them several months after I've already got a position in so so great go ahead go, yeah. get Juniper your guys well. on the phone at goldman and get people buying that thing that can only help us then the other one is a uh, this is the first uh commodity pretty decent day for the commodity stocks the number one uh commodity stock indicator for the economy is Freeport McMoRan because it's copper and it's up 2.1% today. So you know, like I say, the the bond market sees a hard landing, and then I'm looking at these stocks like AMD and Lam and Nvidia and Freeport MacMoran. They seem to uh, be seeing, uh, and these are some of the higher PE stocks too uh, that uh, that are performing well here uh, today. So. It's an interesting market right now. There's opportunity. There's abundant opportunity, actually. Like you say, we we picked up a new bond yesterday uh, for our our bond fund people, the, the the folks that would rather have a much smoother ride uh, in the markets than uh, in the uh, in the stock market. Although I think this year the stock market's going to do a lot better, and so far it has than last year. But we picked up what five point nine four percent uh for the next three, and if interest rates come down a little bit, which I'm guessing they will over that
1: yeah over that three to five year period I you think would so. you would assume right i mean you know, basic you know in terms of you know, future interest rate, and the curve is telling you that by the way yes. that uh you know that rates
0: will be west uh, so you'll get a little capital appreciation too right. on top of that yeah, so, exactly okay, if you'd like to talk to us. I'm in it every day, you know nine to ten hours a day looking for opportunity uh and also checking in on those 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 that we already own uh and uh you know it's uh it, it's like the ocean, it's a big desert out there, but there's about five to ten percent that is vibrant you know where where the fish are, where the living reefs are and and whatnot. You can reach us at eight five five six eleven best eight five five six eleven best uh or you can just uh tiptoe in by looking uh sampling the newsletter that I've been putting out every weekend for the last twenty four years uh you get two free weeks that is reserved for our clients that's the private reserve there, man. It only goes to our clients and subscribers, but I offer out two free weeks just so you can get a look at what we're all about here uh, by going to uh, GundersonCapital.com. So I'm looking forward to a, a fun day. I've got uh, oh, about 550 or so uh, lined up to look at today out of my database of 6,018. 855-611-BEST or GundersonCapital.com. Dot .com Have a great day everybody. This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.